0: Melanie Cole welcomes Dr. Holly Lucille and Mindful Medicine on Radio MD.
1: We hear a lot of talk in the media and from nutrition experts about kale and it's centered around some of it makes fun of how trendy it is and some talk about how its popularity has peaked. But man, in my family, we absolutely love kale and why we should eat kale. And here to talk about that is Dr. Holly Lucille, great, great guest and friend of the show here at Radio MD, naturopathic physician and all around brilliant woman. So Dr. Holly why should we be eating kale? Because people are making fun of it, but boy, I love it.
0: Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I know it probably has made like uh, its appearance on all of the late-night television shows. And I have to tell you, I actually saw a report. I was in a hotel, actually in the hotel gym, and you know the sound is off, but you you know, you know read the little ticker tape at the bottom. Uh, there was a, a fear that there was a, a sort of a nationwide and worldwide kale shortage because people are growing it. And they are cutting it, and they are putting it in juices, and they are making chips out of it, and it was kale, 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 and everybody thinks, oh, kale. It was like so 2015, but I don't want people to shy away from what once uh, we thought was a trend, and it's not really. Everybody's still eating kale. Uh, it is so important. One of the things that I love about kale, and this is scientific proven, okay, there's this score. It's called the ANDES score. It stands for Aggregate Nutrient density index, okay? So what this is, because, you know, we try to get our children to eat more vegetables, more plants. We try to eat more plants. It's, it's definitely a, I think, foundational recommendation for good health, more plant-based fiber, therefore nutrient-dense. And nutrients, aggregate nutrient density index says, how many nutrients per calorie that particular food has? Well, guess what? <clears throat> Kale, King kale, at it tops. What it's it's like it gets a thousand on the Andy score. So it is chock full of nutrients. <clears throat> one cup of cooked kale contains over one thousand percent of vitamin K, nearly a hundred percent of vitamin A and C. It also houses over ten percent of manganese, copper, and vitamin B six, and ten percent of your body's need for fiber. That's just one cup. That's hardly anything. So
1: that's amazing. You know, it's you know- huge. It is huge. Now, I don't like when people juice it because then they are, as you say, losing out on that fiber Mm -hmm. and the wonderful benefits that you get from all of those different greens. So I don't particularly like juicing it, but sometimes I'll have them throw it in if I'm making one. But tell us if it's ruined. Now, people dry it. I bake it in the oven and make these like kale chips. Am I taking out the nutrients? Do we have to, people boil the crap out of it? They boil it, boil it, boil it down. I I mean, there's so many ways to cook it. What are we doing to it when we do that?
0: You know, one of the most important things, and I've had this conversation many times with um, raw food um, folks who don't choose to uh, use heat uh, for cooking. And we've got to break down the cell walls of those plants to get into those nutrients one way or another. They can be gently broken down. And, of course, like anything else, uh, uh, I think less is more when it comes to using heat or cold or a blender, anything that's going to change the status of what was once just picked off the vine, you know, whole. Okay, okay. well, it doesn't grow in a vine, so let's not put that, that okay? <laughs> picked off the, the, the plant, whole. So it just makes sense. Think about it. It's kind of like we want we want to stay as close to that really pure natural product as possible. So we're either using our teeth and chewing a lot. I mean, I'm telling you, a lot. we got to break down. If, if anybody's chewed on a piece of raw kale leaf, you really have to you chew do. that up to break down those cell walls. So using a little heat is absolutely just fine. You might lose some nutrients that are vulnerable to the heat, um, but less is more when it comes to preparation, that's for sure.
1: So I love the red kale and I and I do boil it just a little bit with some kosher salt and Mm. just a little bit of water and then I drink the water which comes out red and oh my gosh put it in a wine glass and I drink it down and (laughs) it's just it feels healing and then you eat the kale in various ways or mix it up but a lot of raw as you say the raw food is I love a raw kale salad but you do have to chop it with scissors pretty pretty small.
0: Yeah, so that's the really important thing. We've got to break down those cell walls to get those nutrients. And, you know, one of the things also about kale, one cup, and listen, if anybody's, you know, <laughs> one cup is not a lot. I mean, the, the amount of kale that I eat by sort of accident is probably four times that much, just because I know it's so good for you, and I love it, and I love to eat greens. But, you know, those who are vegans, vegetarians who um, are concerned about omega 3 fatty acids and certainly getting those good anti inflammatory fatty acids in, one cup of kale can give you 121 milligrams. Now, you know, about on a daily intake uh, of omega-3s, we want about 500 milligrams at least, uh, which that's just going to maintain cell membranes, protect your heart, um, you know, et cetera. And so one cup, that's just one cup. And you could have four cups and almost get yourself there.
1: So when you dry it in the oven, and you can take a bunch. You could take two bunches. And my family can eat it in one sitting. Are we really getting the benefits of eating two full-on bunches? Or because we're sticking it in the oven for 10 minutes and it dries out each little leaf out, are we not getting those?
0: You know, I don't have the research that is and in in the data that tells me, okay, well, if you start out with this many nutrients and you dry it and you bake it, you're going to dwindle it down to this many nutrients. But, you know... It does. I mean, it does actually allow you to yield more, as you said, kale. Your family can eat a whole bunch because of the drying process. Yeah. And so it's going to sort of even itself out as far as you are still getting um, that nutrient density, and I think that's what's most important. And you know what, Mel, I I am an uh, I encourage anybody to do what they need to do, no matter what, to get those good foods in.
1: You I know, agree. if you need to,
0: if people need to dry or prepare. Um, there, and there's so many great tips on Radio MD, certainly uh, on other blogger sites that you can swap things out. You can make kale chips. You can do, it's, a de, it's a do-it-yourself sort of uh, world these days. You don't have to buy them prepackaged. You can prepare them yourself, and that's what makes it fun. If you've got kids, get them involved. It is so great to share that knowledge and to help them learn to prepare yes. healthy foods in, in, uh, in the kitchen.
1: And because it can, like, has risk-lowering benefits for cancer and cholesterol-lowering abilities. But, you know, as you just said, people don't know what to do with it. So, Dr. Holly, you eat a lot of it. Give us just a few things you do with it so that people can hear this segment and say, Oh, I'm going to try that because she just said that.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, I, I as well, I, I dry it just a little bit of olive oil um, and I kind of just bake it into in the um, oven. Absolutely love it. Because, you know, when people are sort of like that... um, Crunch, you know, it's perfect for that. You can season it. The olive oil just gets, you know, kind of uh, makes any seasoning stick to it. I love doing that. I put it, you know, in my Vitamix blender because then I know that I can just swiftly uh, chop it up and drink it in the smoothie in the morning all the time. I know that nutrient density is there. I love it. It's definitely, the baby kale especially, um, mm. is great for salads, right? Because it's a little bit more tender, and it's not so um, vigorous uh, to, <laughs> to break down with your teeth and chewing. And the other thing, I learned this from a, a, a restaurant, because they made this case, uh, kale Caesar. And I was like, how did you get that texture? They put it in the food processor just for a little bit, just for a little bit, a snab of olive oil, um, I don't eat dairy for the most part, so I don't use the dairy for the Caesar. But with the seasonings, and you can add other vegetables, tomatoes, and that's... Almost that, like a pesto. Yeah. Well, yes, but it only... You know what? You went with with mer with the with the, um, the food processor. It wasn't like... A, a, a you weren't meat. chopping I, it up completely. No, but that's a great idea. Pesto, you know, usually I'll use parsley. I'll use for my pestos, um, but that's a great idea. See, Kale, and there's pesto. so many... And people
1: can try kale pesto, they can try a kale Caesar, you can eat the baby kale. And you know what? Kale grows great in a garden or in even a... a garden on your deck. So it grows great in a pot. If you buy some red kale, you can grow that right there and cut off the leaves as you want to eat it because it just will keep coming back. And it grows all the way through the fall. So it is absolutely so good for you. And as Dr. Holly said, it is one of the healthiest foods on the planet. So eat some kale today. Try it in a new way. If you haven't tried it that way before, this is Melanie Cole with Dr. Holly Lucille. Stay well.